You're listening to Strictly Business Podcast with Lindsay Williams. It's Monday, so it's time for Shapiro World with David Shapiro from Sasfin Securities. David, a couple of things have happened. Firstly, there was a big rally in the United States on Friday, and today there's a big rally in the United States and in Europe in particular, and yeah. on the JSE today. And the dollar has weakened yeah. substantially. At one stage, the dollar yeah. went from below 99 uh, to 102 versus the, the euro. What on earth happened to the dollar? Was it just a correction or was there some news? Please tell me. I, I don't think we're fully on top of it. I think what markets are beginning to tell you is that um, inflation is peaking. Yeah. Uh, there was a big, you know, there was a big uh, article out today, or that that you know, uh, looking at it on Bloomberg's that the world's hottest housing markets are facing a painful reset. In other words, a lot of um, um, property values are coming down, which will bring down rent. And remember, rent was one of the big inflation factors on top of oil, on top of uh, wages, on top of food. So I think I think the market's beginning to build in that uh, we're coming down, uh, you know, we will be coming down soon or the news is going to improve. It's not evident because the uh, Fed Reserve continues to push the same story. I, I was in a UBS presentation this morning where uh, the CIO, which uh, uh, from Europe, said, you know, next year we're looking for the 10-year bond below. He was, incidentally, he was very cautious over the next few months. So I'm not saying that he was bullish, by no means bullish at all, still thinks that things are going to be tight for the next three months. But, 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 he goes and says that, uh, you know, we like we like long-term bonds, you know, we like corporate bonds, especially America, 325, where, where is it today, the 10-year, wherever it is, he's talking about under he's talking about under two or two. 329 at the moment, uh, and, it's, okay, and it's been so, to 349. So, yeah, and it came from 0.65. Yeah, yeah, okay. High-grade bonds. In other words, by high-grade bonds, the 10-year, he says, below 10% into 2023. Gosh. So... You know, so now if if he's saying that now, I say, well, okay, you know, let's position. I know that the news might be bad for the next couple of months, but we can start to position ourselves against that. So I think that if they're starting to build this in, I know Powell dislikes that intensely because he doesn't want people to start building in lower inflation. You know, he doesn't he doesn't want lower inflation embedded, and therefore people go out and spend or do whatever they do, or or. You know, I don't, I don't know how they react, but I mean, the market's up four days in a row, and I'm saying, okay, that's peculiar. Yeah, what is you that? know, I can live with this. You know, I'm, I'm, I, I, what's happening? I, I'm asking the same questions as you. I'm not, in other words, have I taken, um, have I said, okay, and sent a message, let's buy, let's buy, let's buy? No, you know, I'm still very cautious, but I'm saying I like the fact that it is kind of consolidating a base. You know, I, in other don't, words, I don't the understand base. the movements, mm. David. Big move on Wall mm. Street on, on, mm. on Friday. Big mm. move at the moment today anyway. The S&P mm. up another mm. uh, 1%. The dollar mm. at one stage 2% mm. weaker against the, the euro. And yet the bond mm. prices are still relatively um, uh, relatively low, 3.29 uh, for the 10-year. Uh, yeah. It seems to me that the markets are sort of going and they're saying, well, we're going to do this. You can do what you like. 
In other words, they're mm-hmm. not getting themselves metaphorically around the table and saying, okay, well, if you're going to do that, then we're going to do that. They're actually going in their own directions. And I don't understand yeah. it. And Nick, Nick and I have yeah. spoken about this many, many times. And it's just, at the moment, things don't make sense to me, apart from the fact no. that people are back from their holidays in America and Europe mm-hmm. and saying, right, let's get on with this and let's have some fun mm-hmm. with, with the markets and reposition yeah. our portfolios. Maybe it's just that. Mm-hmm. Maybe they're just adding here and adding there. I, I I don't know what they're doing because it's hard to pick up where the actual cash is going because no one's Lindsay no one's admitting to it. That's where you're probably confused. You know when 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 you start to interview uh, people on the on on this program or other other news services start to uh, invite chief investment officers, as I saw with uh, you know with UBS this morning, um, they still. They're still very, very cautious. You know, they say, well, um, are we bullish? Well, not really. You know, we mm. need valuations to come down more. Growth needs to start to point upwards. It's still decidedly flat. And also policies need to pivot. So they give you three reasons why uh, the market will remain flat. But, but, you know, not sorry, why conditions will remain flat. But the market's looking beyond that and saying, okay, mm. you know, we know what you're saying, but but I'm going to buy those 10-year bonds or I'm going to take punt on some of these equities that have been totally sold off. So you're still hearing a lot of uh, chief investment officers, strategists, and they're talking negatively. What I want to see is evidence that, number one, all those short positions are being undone yeah, and also that, 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 that money is actually flowing in and that people are starting to admit Okay, that is time to buy. I haven't heard any of those admissions. The short yet. position, even uh, me, even me. You know yeah. what I mean? Um, even me, the bulls are now. Nah, well, <laughs> you know, nah, just going to hold off a bit. David, the short position comment you just made is terribly, terribly important because when you see on the yeah. news wires mm-hmm. that uh, there are X number of um, uh, put options been opened and there are X number yeah. of shorts, and when it's being published, yeah. you think to yourself, "Okay, that's it, time to buy," because these people yeah. are going to be squeezed. And it looks as though they've been squeezed on Friday. As you say, four days in a row, they're starting to be squeezed. And once they have been squeezed, then what happens? Does does the the market then say, okay, they're out now, we can start selling ourselves? Or does it say, okay, that means everything's bullish? What happens next? It's fascinating. I think, yeah, I think people who have sold, who wanted to get out, are already out. Mm. So even though they're short covering, it might not necessarily draw in new money. Mm. But but you know it builds on itself, hey. Markets build on themselves. As it is, it's like FOMO, fear of missing out. Oh, you know this is starting to run away, and suddenly you say five percent, you know whatever it is. So it does draw interest. Um, I don't feel it yet. I can't explain. I'm, I'm 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 generally bullish, and I like what we're seeing. But I haven't been um, kind of triggered or or forced to say okay. Let's go. Okay, we've got all the money on the side. Let's go. I still, I still would like to see a lot more confirmation, even if I miss five or ten percent of this market. You know what I mean? I want confirmation because yes. once there's confirmation, it means that trend's going to continue. So you might miss out on those few percentage points, but um, I can't ignore. Okay, this is four days in a row. You know, hello. <laughs> this is, and it's not, it's not a point or two. You know, if you look at, uh, it's a percent. So it, 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 it'll be very interesting to get to the bottom of who's been buying and why they've been buying. 
and we never but, will get um, to the bottom of that, David. We nah, uh, we have to trade nah, uh, what what's nah. on the screen, which is what our friend um, mm, uh, tells mm, us. But if you'd have traded what you saw on your screen when Brait was 170 rand a share, you'd be looking fairly foolish now because you would have been buying yes. it. And now <laughs> Brait came out with a trading statement this morning, and the initial reaction was was very good. But it's still only four rand a share. It's come from 170 to four rand. Yeah, and I don't yeah. know. Do, do, do people ever say to themselves, actually? No. The the the, the, uh, uh, the board uh, no. the board of Brait yeah. should be held accountable for this type of yeah. ca catastrophic collapse. And I I, I, yeah. I I get very annoyed about companies like Brait. I'm sorry, but you can yeah. talk now. Yeah. No, I I I agree with you. I think that public companies, the management of public companies, get away with absolute murder. Mm. Absolute murder. We can we can start stringing them together now. You know, you can start at A and we can end at Z. I think that uh, I I can never understand how people who are handling other people's money can act in this way. You know, it's yeah. uh, I, I just I shake my head that that we it wouldn't happen in the states. In the United States, you know, they would they would string you on the they'd send out a posse and string you on the you know, the, the, the yeah, on the lamppost or on a tree, mm. you know, on the closest tree. And but here we get away with with you know we've been talking about Tiger Brands recently and this has got nothing to do with Mr Doyle who's the current CEO mm -hmm. but they blew money in you know they blew money uh, in Nigeria in Nigeria yeah. you know and that was the start you know and I say how can you blow two billion and then all of a sudden nobody there everything gets passed you know quiet around the table and on we go. There have been other businesses as well what do you um, look that at, have blown money. I the Tongots, the EOHs, the Steinhoffs. You know, there's, there's been no hangings or there's been no jails. You know, people haven't gone up in arms about it. We're much too... No one's resigned um, as well. That's the other thing is. Mm. I mean, I, I, look, mm. I mean, Famous Brands is a great, it w is a great company, yeah. but which got too big totally. for its boots. I mean, but, and, and Kevin Hedewick, I always had some good conversations with him, but they thought that they were absolutely uh, bulletproof, yeah. mm. completely and totally mm. bulletproof. They had this shield mm. around them and they could buy a burger mm. chain. Mm. Mm. You can make your mm. own burgers. You we can put buy, them you, on you, these pedestals. Yeah, you yeah. can you can mm. set up your own burger mm. chain. You don't mm. need this brand. Mm. Uh, what was it? Um, no. What was it called? GBK. Um, uh, yeah. Whatever it was. Gourmet anyway, Burger Company. Gourmet. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah exactly. Gourmet Burger Company. Uh, anyway, they they bought a burger a, a, a chain, and it's not mm. difficult to set up a, a burger joint, but to pay billions for it and bring the company down by I don't know I, what did I, it fall? It, it fell by half, didn't it? Yeah, no, I can't. More, they, more, I can get a chart up, but they lost billion. They lost millions. More but than it's, millions. It's, yeah. it's across the board. You know, I would I would extend the same argument to some big businesses. You know, a lot of big businesses. I've I've been we've been discussing some whose you know results came out recently, where um, executives make decisions, and under the guise of expanding. It doesn't work, but they keep going on and on. And you say, this is not going to work. You know, at what point do you pull the plug? So, you know, there are many businesses here that have, that have called it wrong. If we go back to Old Mutual, who went overseas at the, at the turn of the century, you know, 1998, and blew everything. I mean, it was a disaster. Um, we're looking now, and, and it's a company I like very much, and I've always liked Wilson Bailey, whose results came out today. Disaster. 
you know, how does this happen from a company that has been one of the blue bloods of the construction industry? We always held them up uh, to be the benchmark of how a business should be run. What happened? Do you know what I mean? What, what, what happened there? Who was to blame? Cecil! Cecil blew two, I don't know, how much, I don't know, they put in 250 billion rand and maybe I'm making up some numbers. Doesn't matter. And I need to be corrected. You know what I mean? Yeah. You, you, know, you get the point. You put in 250 billion and came out with what? You know, I know there's new management today, but how can you do that? No one complains. We say, oh, this is a good buy at these levels. You know, <laughs> it's come down to level where. <laughs> but no one ever, ever. And, and the other thing is that when we analyze these companies, Yes. And I hope Wayne's on my side or, or other people on my side. When we analyze these companies, we just write off the past and we start at a new beginning. We never take into consideration how much has been lost. We never look at a company from that point of view. We tend to say, no, that's past. You know? And IFRS and accounting allows us to do that. Lindsay, yes. if you come to me with a portfolio and you say, here's a million rand, and suddenly, boop, I blow off half a million. And then I say to you, sorry, Lindsay, <laughs> you know, COVID, uh, Ukraine, sorry, blew the wrong company. Yeah, well, in other I'm words, it wasn't my fault. I, I hold my hands up. I'm not responsible. Yeah. I didn't know okay, that uh, so Putin was going to start a war yeah. on the fringes of Europe. Yeah, of, of course. Yeah. Hey, look at Blue Label, so, for goodness sake, buying Celsius. Those two yeah, chaps yeah. are very personable fellows. But yeah. they, 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 they had a look at Celsius. Please, I mean, surely. I mean, and the point is about the South African boardroom. And actually, no, that's wrong. The worldwide, the boardroom is mainly men and mainly white men mm. in South Africa. Let's talk about South Africa specifically. Mainly men, a couple of yeah. um, uh, a black uh, black men, and maybe one woman. And I just think to myself, you're sitting around there feeling very smug with yourself and you go for a thousand rand bottle of whiskey after you've had your meeting because you've decided to buy this or that company. They should be held accountable. There should be a, a, there should be a, 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 a corporate court that says, no, I'm sorry, you're fired. Off you go. It, it's it's yeah. wrong. You're misrepresenting people. I, 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 think, yeah. I, think, I think in South Africa, the relationships are too cozy. It's a very clubby, cozy relationship between the companies, the institutions, and, gen you know, uh, I don't think the private clients have a say anymore. Even sometimes the press is also very nervous to say anything. They're in the pocket of it. these people. That's the thing. Yeah, they very because, oh, no, you know, we can't criticize mutual. They advertise us. Oh, no, we exactly. can't do this. They give us for, for charity. So with respect to old mutual, I didn't mean to single them out there, but, you know, use them as an example. But. That's the cozy relationship. So very few people stand up and say, when is enough enough? You know, when do we, when, when, when do we uh, uh, start to look at businesses, um, you know, uh, uh, from a different perspective? The whole of Stellenbosch. I mean, no one dare criticize him. You know, you just stay away. Oh, Who yeah, you, 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 yeah the, the, it's the sacred uh, It's the sacred cow, it's, you see. Stellenbosch is the sacred ground. cow. You, yeah. you, you're not allowed to eat yeah. it. You're not allowed yeah. to touch it. No, of no, course not. No. They are untouchables. I mean, yeah. it's like this whole, um, what's that company? Rain that tried to mm. uh, yeah. hijack the, the, the telecoms deal between MTN, MTN and yeah. Telcom. Yeah. Oh, no, we mustn't. We mustn't say anything against no. uh, these no. people. And I won't say the names now because no. I'll get into trouble. No. But <laughs> you, you know what I mean? 
they're, mm-hmm. they're the untouchables. Mm. Oh, no. gosh, listen oh, no, to us ranting. It is a – it's, it's – I, I, I think it's a problem here. Mm. I think it's a – it's, I think it's a big issue. I think we should be more outspoken. We should be more activists in terms of that. We never criticize the very lofty numbers that companies pay their directors. You know, you've got this little cozy relationship. Everybody sits around and, and decides what you're going to pay directors. I mean, sometimes what some of the bankers take out, it's just unbelievable how anybody can justify that they're worth that kind of money. I have no idea. I just, I have absolutely no idea. A hundred million here yeah. and there is um, actually no, quite think, standard these no, days for, yeah, yeah, for, for yeah. A, a annual remuneration yeah. because the share price has done yeah. this. Even if it hasn't done that, they're still, exactly. still getting 50. Yeah, sure. It's sure. What do they do all day? No, I know. Well, I don't know. I don't know anybody who's that clever. I really don't know. You know, and I meet a lot of clever chaps, but... Uh, mm. Um, I don't know who's anybody. You know, for me, a brain surgeon is clever. You know, <laughs> sometimes chaps who send rockets to the moon, those are clever men, or even to Mars, whatever it is. Yeah. You know, those people in my mind are clever. And if you compare what they earn relative to the investment bankers and to corporate leaders, it's just astonishing. It's, it's, the gap is so wide. And how they justify it's because we allow them to justify it because uh, you invite people onto the board. I'm going to invite Mr. Lindsay Williams onto my board. Lindsay, what are you doing? Nothing in the, you know, in, in the Netherlands. Come onto my board. I'll pay you uh, two and a half million a year to be a non-executive director. I said, oh, that's good. <laughs> are you going to challenge me if they decide to put the raise up? Who, who are you acting? Whose interest are you acting in? Mine or the shareholders? Forget mm. about it. Yeah, it's, I mean? it's, it's very interesting. I mean, yeah, there's a couple of people I know in financial services that have made so much money just from being in the yeah. right place at the right time. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, I, anyway, I don't resent them. I don't want to. I'm happy with who I am. Mm. Uh, yeah. But, um, uh, but sometimes I look at it and just shake my head. I say, okay, <laughs> you know, fine. Okay. <laughs> you know, you're going to get the yacht, not me. <laughs> I just, uh, I'll drive my mini. That's about as a, but, but you know, I don't. What have you got a I mini just Cooper? Carry David? on my life, and yeah, yeah. The pacement. Yeah. I've got a. I, yeah, I'm waiting to get back to a small one. <laughs> so what have you got? My next one's going a to countryman. Be, I've got kind of called a pacement. Well, this has predated that. I've actually had this one for a long time. Yeah. I haven't driven it all that much, especially through COVID. But I want to go back to the Mini Cooper. You know, the small original ones. They're yes. great. You're small and original. Which I enjoy is great. that one. <laughs> <laughs> no, very good. I don't own a motor car, and I don't think I ever will again. But anyway, no. never mind that. David, yeah. uh, apart from that, we had Bray. We also had um, Wilson Bailey Homes Ofcom yeah. coming out with their results, share price down around about 4% at the moment. I remember speaking yeah. to them. Yeah. I, it wasn't them that was listing. It was another property company. But it was pre-World Cup 2010, wasn't it, mm. when all these companies did mm. so well. Mm. And then suddenly th- – th- but. I must say the construction industry, the building industry, is very much linked to gross domestic product in South Africa. Yeah. Uh, of, 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 every se- of any sector, this is probably one of the closest links to economic mm. activity. So you can't really blame the board on, in, in this regard. I don't know, maybe you no. disagree with me. but uh, no, they look, you know, they look for growth. Mm. They look for growth. If there's no growth here, they look elsewhere for growth. Mm. They go overseas, and, and that's where the trouble starts. 
um, it, it's a very difficult industry. You know, so many things can go wrong when you're building. And because you have to design something on a piece of paper, try and cost it and hope that you, you meet your targets and do what you've said. And, and, and a lot of things can go wrong, you know, from, from conditions that you never thought would happen to who knows. And, uh, and, and yeah, it brings you down fast. That's why construction companies should always trade at very low multiples mm. uh, because of the risks involved. And we've seen, we've seen recently with Murray and Roberts, uh, Wilson Bailey. I, for me, it's very sad because I've always admired them. We've seen it, you know, even Avenge, they're all battling. There's no money being spent on fixed investment here. It's starting to, it needs to be done. But uh, without that, you know, you call it GDP plate, absolutely. You know, but without money being plowed into the economy or being sunk into the economy, it's not going to happen. It has to be infrastructure spend and it needs to yep. be spread out amongst um, mm. companies that have been um, reliable mm. over the years and are now beleaguered. Okay, um, David, apart from that, um, gosh, we're having a really good day today, up over 1.5% for the all share in the top yep. 40, and all the major indices doing well. It's got a, it's got a bit of a spiky feel to me, but then I've, I've, yep. I'm always cautious yep. and always yep. thinking perhaps it's not quite right because there's no real news. Uh, and when oh, I yeah. see the oil price, it's still at elevated levels. Let's yeah, face it. Yeah. I mean, the Brent crude oil price mm -hmm. was below 90. It's now 95 again, up two and a quarter percent. Natural gas up 3.4 percent, that sort of thing. Mm -hmm. So I'm a little bit nervous about this rally, but long may it continue. Uh, you're, you know, you're right. And that's why I couldn't fathom out when you said what's happening. Yeah. Because on Friday, we had a massive market in 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 uh, mining shares with a diversified miners leading and once more we have it again so having having gone through the results i know that uh you know companies have come under pressure with the with with commodity prices falling and yet there was still no strong outlook on on where the global economy is going because commodities will are growth orientated investments you know, when, it come, when, when there's growth and there's uh, uh, new investments being made, new mines being sunk, whatever it is, and, and um, whether someone's felt that they were cheap or whatever it is, I don't know. But platinum shares up for the second day in a row, yeah. uh, you know, quite significantly without any real uh, fundamental support. Yes, the platinum price has picked up a little bit. Yeah, a little bit, and I'm uh, and I mean a little bit. It is a little bit. But up, anyway, yeah. the yeah. But anyway, the the gearing you know against that has been quite you know quite remarkable. I'm just looking now. I there's there's 80 shares. I always try and I first look at the top 80 shares and then go below that. You know the top 80 capitalized shares. So that's on one of my screens. And of those top 80, eight 76 are up, four are down. Gosh. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, with at the top is uh, bytes, which is six percent, and then all the all the um, mining shares, you know, come thereafter. So I don't know. And volumes, Lindsay. Um, you know, I always look at what what's behind this. Volumes are light. We're now at half past four, half an hour to go, and traders eleven, twelve billion. Which means it's going to be another 17, 18 16, billion 17, day. Which yeah, is, exactly. mm, mm. Mm. So there's not huge trade behind us. 
Well, the good news is, David, is that um, from tomorrow, football returns. Yes. Uh, um, okay. What a horrible weekend. Oh, gosh. <laughs> I mean, I must, I, I, I must say I enjoyed, I enjoyed the cricket. And although, yeah. it was, it, although it was the last day of the Test match officially, but the first two days were wiped out. Uh, but it was a two-day a two and a half a session Test match. Uh, and I'm Not really enjoying. Yeah. I've, I've always loved the five-day test match format for cricket. Yeah. I, 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 and okay, the 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 one-day the one-day match, the 50-over match, was a distraction. Mm. Then they thought, okay, let's go for uh, the T20 series. Let's go for the 20-over format. And then they've got this thing called the hundred in the UK. And I'm just thinking, eventually, it'll be just bowl one ball and see you can hit a six. That sort of thing. <laughs> <laughs> But I really, really enjoyed and, and South Africa yeah, were, were, yeah. were great. They thrashed England in the first test and then England thrashed them in the next two. They, they've just won by nine wickets. And I really enjoyed it. So that, I, mm. that was a distraction. I also watched um, a game in La Liga between Cadiz and Barcelona. You know, my beloved Barcelona. Mm -hmm. and it was... It, you know this Lewandowski, who's... I mean, people yes, talk yes. about Erling Haaland, yeah. but Lewandowski, the Polish chap, He's 33. Yeah. He's already scored nine goals in five games. He is a machine. I mean, I'd, against uh, uh, Haaland, I think because of his age, I would go for uh, for Haaland, obviously, for longevity. But Lewandowski is absolutely fantastic. He's so yeah. fit. He's incredible. And he's been around for some time now already, but still. Yeah, yeah he's, he's yeah. very good. But what we've got going on, the, the, actually, the, the other thing about the Cadiz Barcelona game, it was delayed for one hour. They had one hour's extra time because a chap behind the goal, uh, the Cadiz goalkeeper's um, goal, had a heart attack. And the Cadiz goalkeeper Oi. ran to the dressing room, got a portable defibrillator and sprinted and threw it into the crowd. They caught it and he saved this guy's life. So it was, it was, it was an, an interesting sideline, yes. I enjoyed, I enjoyed the game. Barcelona won 4-0. But what we've got coming up this week, <laughs> what we've got coming up yeah. this week, uh, David, is, um, is, is uh, we, we've got uh, Man City against Dortmund. So Erling Haaland against yeah. his old team. And um, a few other really, really good uh, matches, mm, which mm. I, I can't wait to see. Mm. So we're back in business. Yeah, I, I, there were some good games over this weekend that we missed. Uh, I must say I was very distressed by the Proteus. We've always had such depth in our cricket, whatever uh, we were playing, whether it was 20, 50 overs or certainly the Test match. Mm. And I, they just... They just almost capitulated. You know, there was just nobody there who had the experience to bat this through. And then you look at the English with uh, with Stokes and Anderson and uh, Broad. I mean, you know, just remarkable. I, I mean, remarkable bowling there that got that through. And I, I just wanted to, I just, you know, I always thought we've always had such good depth here. And I don't know what's happened, whether it's been injuries or whatever it is, but uh, yeah, anyway. But you've got the best bowlers in the world. You've got Kakiso um, uh, yeah. Kakiso Rabada yeah. is incredible. You've got the, you've got the fastest yeah. bowler in the world. And I can't remember his yeah. name now. Nokia or Yeah, Yansa. that's right. Yeah, exactly. Enrico yeah. uh, uh, Nokia. 
he could bowl a ball at me and right. I'd probably I'd, I'd start to cry before yeah, he'd even bowled the ball. He's the fastest bowler in the world. Um, yeah. But it's, it's something that they're not managing the team properly. Yeah. They're not no. getting it no. together because you've got some no. really, really good players, good batsmen, good no. bowlers, but they seem to be a little bit disjointed to me. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I think there's a lack of experience. Anyway, two days to see... A five-day test reduced to two and a three days. Yeah. And this was, if, if the light was better, it would have been over in two. Mm. <laughs> so, but I like in that. In fact, both the other tests were over in three days. So, uh, anyway. Yeah. But it was, uh, you know, no, it was a very good format. And it certainly, you know, it was, it was, it was entertaining to watch and, and also, in a way, tense. But uh, nice. Yeah, it took my mind off I the Queen anyway. I would have to watch Man City versus... Uh, Dortmund. Uh, but the yeah, other one, the big one, yeah. is um, Lewandowski no, going first, back to yeah. Bayern Munich as well. Which is, So it's Bayern Munich, mm. his former club that he, that he mm. adores. But uh, to watch Bayern against Barcelona, I think, is, is it tomorrow night or, or Wednesday? It doesn't matter. Uh, but that is going to be huge. This week is um, it takes will take my mind off the death of my Queen. So... Um, <laughs> And I know you just—I know you think there's some there've been some remarkable tributes to her. I must say, I yeah. But you said I to really, me on yeah. a on a tweet, you said ninety percent of the people don't care. You're totally nah, wrong. Ninety percent of the people do tear, <laughs> care. The the ten percent that don't don't have a television uh, or they're drug addicts or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> I was talking about those who want to watch soccer. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. oh, I see. Yeah, that's very true. All right, David, thank you very much for your time. <laughs> As always, David Shapiro is from Sassam Securities, and that was Shapiro World. <laughs> the views and opinions expressed in these podcasts are those of Lindsay Williams and various contributors and do not reflect the policy, position, or opinion of any other agency, organization, employer, or company associated with strictlybusinesspodcast.com. Assumptions made on the analyses are not reflective of the position of any other entity other than the speaker or the author. And since we are critically thinking human beings, these views are always subject to change, revision, and rethinking at any time. Please do not hold us to them in perpetuity.